Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Hush. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Guardian Angel and Big Sis, Heather Michelle. And today in a Cherub Chats history-making moment, I am filming in the car because my neighbors were up and talking and their bedroom is right next to my office and I have things to do because I'm going on a trip for the week and I want to make sure that I hook my cherubs up with a little episode. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, I did just do my nails. I don't know why it's not focusing. Let's just say these red nails look really freaking good wrapped around a fat, thick mic. Don't you think so? I think so. Also, I don't have my headphones today, so I'm not able to hear if the sound quality is really up to par or not. Fingers crossed this is super slay. Sometimes if I move the microphone a little bit, it can make sounds. So please forgive me. This is like kind of fun, kind of funky. It also feels a little bit more private because I know no one can hear me. Especially living in an apartment, you're kind of always aware that at some point or another, someone can hear you. If it's not the person you live with, it's literally your neighbor or the person upstairs or someone outside. Like, whenever I'm talking, I just assume someone can hear whatever the fuck I'm saying. Welcome to episode number 18. We just have one more left in the year before... I go on my little hiatus and plan for season two. So just make sure you're following me on all my social medias to keep up to date date when season two launches. This week, we're going to be talking about seasonal affective depression, SAD, or the holiday blues, or wintertime sadness, holiday sadness. Um, And fittingly enough, this week, one of our angels asked this question. Very torn at the moment, all these expenses, bills, groceries, etc., but I still want to make this holiday season feel like the holidays. Fuck-ass bitches scheduled my mom to work, back-to-back, Christmas Eve, and day. Maybe I'll shoot for a New Year celebration instead. It's my least favorite holiday, but I still want to try, you know? I completely get it, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. We also got a couple other questions. Your man liking girls' pictures and still doing it after you expressed that you didn't like it. Trust and communication in marriage. The guy that I'm seeing is Muslim, and I'm Christian, and I want to be with him, but unsure about religion. And how to deal with mysterious people. Okay, but if you want to participate in next season's Ask Your Angels, be sure to follow me on Instagram, one, to know when season two launches, but also two, to be able to participate in your Ask Your Angels. So I wanted to talk about seasonal effectiveness disorder because daylight savings happened last Sunday and I already started to feel like dread, sadness, awkwardness, like this limbo feeling of like, okay, well, my day is wrapping up, but it's already night. Like, is it bedtime? Is it not? Should I keep moving? Should I keep working? Like, I'm just, my body's confused. And I also started to feel this like, well, now what? Almost like an existential crisis. I also wanted to talk about being sad around the holidays, because as you guys know, if you are a long-time listener now that I'm an orphan. I don't have a mom or a dad, um, not because they're past, but because I choose not to talk to them. And I've realistically had one really good Christmas that I can remember, have this expectation that is completely coming from nowhere, you know, from like this one ideal Christmas. Thought I would talk about it on the podcast because if anything, 
if I have learned anything through this podcast is that I am never alone when I'm part of the Cherub Club because you guys, no matter how alone I feel or how isolated I feel or how sad and how uniquely mine my problem feels, somebody out there DMs me and is like, I feel exactly how you feel. I relate. Da 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 da. So let's share. First, I kind of journaled out how I'm feeling and I realized that I started feeling this way since I was in elementary school. I would go to bed. feel Literally, I, w- I remember telling my mom, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. And she was like, what are you talking about? And it was just this feeling. And I remember my skull would literally feel like it was on fire. Like this was some serious shit, serious anxiety. And I'm sure it had to do with the abuse that I was enduring. But in another way, I think it's also seasonal depression because I remember like I was never one to really play outside for a lot of my childhood. Um, but I remember when it was getting dark, it just felt like, ugh, it's, it's over. Like my day's over, my life's over. It just felt, I felt such dread and that's exactly how I'm feeling. I feel dread. I feel lack of like motivation to continue to work after, not even work, but do anything after five, like once five o'clock hits, I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. Um, but I can't do that. I also have this like anxiety knowing that the year is almost coming to an end. And sometimes I don't feel ready. I don't feel like I've done enough. I don't think I've accomplished all of my goals. I'm not where I want to be. And I'm just scared for the next year to come sometimes. Uh, because I don't want to fuck up my clean slate. And I always feel like there's this pressure to have the most fun at the end of the year because it's the holidays and the new year and all this stuff. Okay, so if you have any suspicions that you have seasonal depression, you might feel low motivation, isolated, lethargic, and dread, which is definitely how I feel. Luckily, I haven't felt that bad lately, but I think in general, winter is a time for people to slow down. Like if you think about survival, it might put us in risk because if we use up all this energy, but there's not enough resources to maintain that energy, we would likely not survive. Just in general, this time of year, our bodies naturally slow down, which it's it's totally fine. But the problem comes with our current society and the push to be productive all the time 24 7 and the fact that we run not to be a man hater but like i am a man hater um the fact that we run on a man's cycle we don't run on a women's monthly cycle or even like human quarterly cycle it's go 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 24 7 9 to 5 monday through friday all month long all year long when in reality throughout the year our energy ebbs and it flows right like the peak energy is summer because it's the prettiest outside we can be outside we have a lot of sunlight there's things to do things to eat things to see and it starts dwindling down and the pit of our energy should be winter so i think that's another layer of why we might feel this guilt about feeling low energy or lethargic when It's just a natural part of life. Another aspect, as we mentioned, is holiday season. I know more 
people than not have fucked up families. If you feel alone in the fact that you have a fucked up family, a broken family, an abusive family, you are not alone, which is very sad. And there's a lot more to go into about broken families, but you are not alone. Nine nine times out of 10, if you see an influencer or a family or a friend enjoy their time on Christmas, there was probably a fight. There were probably tears. No holiday is perfect. In fact, I can almost guarantee you that I can think of my most perfect family in mind and even they are not perfect because they're bored. Like, they're having fun. They might not be fighting. They might all be together, but it's not that imagined idea of a perfect holiday because they're bored. So there's no perfect. And I think we should all like take the pressure off the holiday season to be so perfect and to go to all these parties and dress up in all these cute outfits and give the best gifts and get the best gifts and look the best and walk into the new year feeling the best. And it's like, that's not always going to happen. So here are a few things that I'm going to do and I suggest that you guys do to be able to tackle this seasonal depression or seasonal time sadness, holiday blues, whatever you want to call it. Our sadness can be categorized into two things. It could be behavioral and it can be cognitive. So there's things that we are doing in our behavior that are causing us to be a little bit more sad, which is the isolation, the lethargy, the moving less, the going outside less, things like that. And then the cognitive is a lot of the times I feel like a result of those behavioral changes where we're putting ourselves down like, oh, you're such a lazy, lazy piece of shit. You haven't gone outside. You haven't worked out. You haven't hung out with people. You're a fucking loner. You're a loser. You're a nobody. And then that cycle perpetuates itself, break that isolation. And I know it's scary, especially in the winter and fall. I feel like I start feeling in my hermit mode. I don't want to leave the house after it's dark and it starts getting dark at five. And that's when people get off. So like, when am I going to see people? You know, if you don't have friends, if you don't have family, you can break that isolation by going to volunteer or even being with your animals or even like me sitting in my car. I could be sitting in my car observing other people at a park or at a coffee shop. I still break that isolation by not being by myself and automatically I feel like that's going to gain you a little confidence. At first it'll be scary. You might feel uncomfortable. It might just be a 10 minute interaction. It might just be a 30 minute interaction. It doesn't need to be this whole gala like kissing babies and shaking hands type of thing. Just a little something to break that isolation. A few other things that we can change in our behavior is get a little bit more sunlight. That is one of the biggest reasons we fall into this sadness is because the sun is not out as much. Currently, it is literally so gray and I'm like dreading it because one, for work, it's harder to create content when it's gray. I really rely on natural light, which I just need to prepare and like go get some really good studio lights. But Two, it, I don't know, I think just on a humanitarian level, the sun brings a lot of happiness. It is essential to our body's function. So one thing we can do is set our alarms to wake up earlier so that we can spend some time before going to work outside 
if the sun is out, getting some sun, or if it's not out, having some light therapy. You can get them on Amazon for $50 or under. Just make sure that it's 10,000 lux and that you get the sun for 10 to 30 minutes every day. Just be careful because you can overdose on vitamin D. So just be aware of like the side effects that you're feeling and if your energy is up or if your energy is down. I've been waking up at 5.30 for some months now. I it started in the new year and then I kind of waxed and I waned, but now I'm back at it and I'm so happy that I can be outside and I can take my dogs for a walk or I can read it or I can journal in the sunlight before I s shut myself into my office for a few hours and then a lot of us or a lot of you guys work a nine to five so by the time you're out of work it's starting to get down and I remember that making me so sad when I went into a traditional job so to avoid that sadness maybe if you are able to wake up a little earlier to enjoy some sun also enjoy some exercise it has been scientifically proven that exercise can be as effective as depression medication that's insane when I say like go get your dopamine go get your drugs in the gym that's what I mean like working out can do so many things for you alleviate pain I've been on my period all week and it has been able to literally diminish cramps by 75% that's I don't have an actual like marker but I had cramps one day and the rest of the week I didn't feel any pain I also was lighter this cycle and I slept better than I normally do and I wasn't as sleepy or tired as I normally am so do not underestimate the medicine and the like amazing work that working out does it could be a walk it could be a run it could be playing with your kids or your dog or it could be going to the gym I'm a huge class pass component you can kind of test out and play with the types of workouts that you enjoy I personally do F45 and Pilates, that's what works for me, but finding a good workout routine and moving your body, um, a little tip for that to wake up and work out is to go to sleep with your workout clothes on. One, it keeps you nice and warm and cozy. It doesn't feel as abrasive when you wake up and you like take off your cozy pajamas and then you're cold and naked for a little bit before you put your clothes on, like it just avoids that whole part of it. And then after your workout, you're hot and sweaty and you want to take your clothes off to shower. Get a workout buddy or do workout classes. That way you feel a little bit accountable. And honestly, you can use that as training wheels. That way you build the habit of waking up and working out. Um, and eventually you can go on independent workouts or you can do workouts at the gym instead of doing classes. But I really think that like the coupling of waking up early and getting to the gym is so essential for good mental health. Aside from that, having good morning rituals that put you in a good state of mind, like journaling, reading, um, having a coffee, meditating, gratitude, um, it will help relieve the stress. And one thing that the daylight savings does is it messes with your cortisol levels um so you could end up higher in stress and that'll keep you from having good energy all day or it'll also 
prevent you from going to sleep. There's a lot of problems that could happen with too much cortisol or not enough cortisol. So um, all these habits can help relieve that stress. Um, and one thing that I've been doing is immediately after I wake up, I go on YouTube and I listen to a 10-minute meditation. The Calm app has a YouTube channel that has great meditation with rain and stuff. There's also another channel that I can't think of, but their thumbnails are like cartoons of girls. Those are also really nice. And 10 minutes, who doesn't have 10 minutes in their day? So I just lay there in bed. Just make sure you don't go to sleep because the most malleable your brain is, is in the morning and right before bed, before you fall asleep. So the best time to kind of hack your brain and tell yourself how amazing you are and get that positivity in your life is right when you wake up. So I don't even get out of bed. I don't, well, sometimes, sometimes I get out of bed and I do it in the living room, but a lot of the times I do it in bed because I'm trying to hit my brain immediately with that good voodoo juju. Uh, you can also supplement your diet to feel better because like I said, we're short in vitamin D. So taking vitamin D and a calcium supplement um, and after you've had your work day, also implementing a good nighttime routine so that you are able to wake up early the next day and do it all over again. So you guys know I'm a big fan of my sleepy girl cocktail that I actually have a Instagram slash TikTok on. So you can go check that out, but it's cherry juice, sparkling, like probiotic soda and some magnesium super delicious and it's like a nice little ritual that I get excited to make. It tastes good and it does good for my body. I also read before bed and I make sure that I turn on like the nighttime display so it's super orange. I also have that on my laptop in case I'm working kind of like after dark. Uh, that way my brain starts getting used to it. I also have blue light glasses. There's a lot of ways to like get around this do your skincare, read, meditate, stretch, just do something so that it's signaling to your body that it is time to go to sleep. Just remember that it actually gets better every single day. And that's not just a cheesy quote. After the winter solstice, which is December 21st or 22nd, we get 90 seconds of sunlight every single day added. So literally each day is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. So hang in there. We've got this. And lastly, I wanted to also touch on the holiday aspect. Um, actually, let's answer the cherub's questions uh, while we do that because that is a lot of what I wanted to talk about as well. Very torn at the moment, all these expenses, bills, groceries, etc. But I still want to make this holiday season feel like the holidays. Buck-ass bitches scheduled my mom to work back-to-back -back on Christmas Eve. Maybe I'll shoot for a New Year's celebration instead. It's my least favorite holiday, but I still want to try. I felt sad, honestly, my whole life around the holidays because I had that expectation. Watching movies and watching the people around me be so happy and have a full family. And there would be Christmases where my mom would leave me to go hang out with her friends. There were Christmases where we had to get donations from the church because we didn't have enough money for presents. I can't even tell you how many fucked up holidays I've had. But for some reason, I've always had this expectation. Now that I'm an adult and I have the ability to have it in my hands, I'm still sad because I still have those expectations 
lingering over me of this like beautiful hallmark Christmas that I want for myself. So I feel you, girl, you're not alone, like I said earlier. But a couple things you can do. One, you don't need to be super wealthy, super rich to be able to give something to your family. It could be as simple as giving an action, giving them a massage or like making one of those little coupon books that it's like exchange this coupon so that I will do the dishes, exchange this coupon so that you don't have to go mow the lawn, exchange this, you know, little acts of kindness like that. You could also do something that's very like sentimental. You could get pictures and put them in a photo book, get a photo book at the dollar section of like Target or something and put together something with like beautiful memories, write them like a beautiful letter and frame a photo. It doesn't have to be expensive to like actually give things. You can also thrift gifts. Oh my god, I I don't know why that never occurred to me, but I saw a TikTok of a girl like thrifting really nice things and restoring them or just taking care of them and then putting them in a cute box. And that's like $20 max and you can get a really nice bag or a jacket from the thrift store and at the end of the day like you could end up empty-handed and I'm sure just spending a good day with your mom would make her holiday um another thing is is like making your own traditions um I need to do this this year but I think that's one thing is like I've relied on other people to make the traditions for me and make the memories for me and and that's not going to happen with everything in life like no one is ever going to want something more for you than you so I have to get off my ass and I have to build those traditions and with Halloween we actually built like Halloween gingerbread houses and so I think that's going to be my tradition we're going to build gingerbread houses and it's going to be a competition and this fun little memory Uh, My husband's mom was taking pictures and I know those are going to be beautiful moments to look back on. Um, You could also build traditions with yourself, by yourself, because I know a lot of the sadness, at least for me, comes from this feeling of loneliness. Like I have married into a family, but it still doesn't quite feel like mine. I love them to pieces and they've taken me in with their whole art but I still feel a little alone and so I think I need to embrace that and like lean into it and do something by myself and I think what I want to do by myself is listen to Christmas music in the car grab a little hot cocoa from any other coffee shop besides Target because if you didn't know we're boycotting Target free Palestine support businesses that support Palestine side tangent gonna go get a little hot cocoa and drive around and see all the lights and it doesn't even have to be with myself it could be with my husband it could be with my dog every year girl like not even kidding every year for Christmas somebody in the family has to work also for Thanksgiving somebody in the family has to work so we actually just end up celebrating the holiday either the week before or the week after and it just still feels as special because everybody's together we're doing these traditions um maybe we're watching a movie and everyone's in their cute christmas stuff so it still feels like christmas it's just not on the 24th or the 25th and i think at the end of the day we need to remember like these holidays are literally just days like even our birthdays today could be my birthday we can switch a flip 
and change the energy energy to feel special. Like, oh my God, today's my birthday. I feel so blessed. I feel so special. Oh my God, I'm going to treat myself to a good coffee, to a good treat. Like, same thing with Christmas. Here's what the cherubs had to say. Okay, celebrate when you can. Maybe the day before she has to go into work. Literally same. It's just a day, babes. Another cherub said, the Dollar Tree has cute decor, fuck presents, and baking and movie dates. Oh my god, wait, that is so cute. I need to do that. A little baking date and a movie date with some candles and some cozy stuff. And you can like do a sleepover in the living room and like bring the mattress and the big comforter and just get cozy. Or like even make a date, make a little moment out of decorating. Or even like window shopping. One of my favorite things to do, and I guess this is a tradition that I have for myself, is going to the mall, putting my headphones in because I don't want to be bothered, and looking at all the beautiful window displays for Christmas, all the Christmas decor for malls. I just, I love observing that, and that makes me feel in the holiday spirit. It's a little bit consumerism based, but I'm not actually spending money. I just love taking it all in. I mean, they spent money to do it, right? I might as well enjoy it. But yeah, babe, I hope you guys have a happy Christmas and or whatever holiday you guys celebrate to any cherubs that are listening, like make whatever day you want special. You know what I'm saying? And that's 365 days a year. And there's I can't remember where I heard this, but there's a similar mentality where it's like every day is Saturday. Act like every day is Saturday. It's all in your head. And if there's something that I would wear on a Saturday or do on a Saturday, treat myself on a Saturday, it could be on Monday, it could be Wednesday, I'm treating it like a Saturday, the magic is in your mind and you just make it what you want to make it. Um, Your man liking girls pictures, still doing it after you expressed your feelings about it. I'm so sorry. That is such a shitty feeling. I've had this happen actually when my husband and I were dating. Obviously, he was fucking 20 years old and I saw his for you page or whatever. I don't remember what it was at the time. I communicated and I was like, hey, um, so that makes me feel really insecure because I don't look like them and I don't want to in my head live up to that expectation. As a woman, you know, I broke it down like this, 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 like we compare ourselves and when you're doing that, it makes me feel like that's the mold that you want me to be in. On another level, let's say that you are like getting gratification from seeing these people on your feed. What if like I get gratification from people giving me compliments? What if I went out and I got a whole bunch of guys to give me compliments? You wouldn't like that, right? It's not a good vibe. It's not a good feeling. I would say in your situation, put it in terms that he would understand. I know you said you already said it and he keeps doing it. First off, fuck him. If he's still doing it, he doesn't care about your feelings or your opinions. But before you break it off, before you leave, I would give him another chance. Treat him. I'm sorry. Boys are sometimes really dumb and you have to treat them like fucking kindergartners. And you literally have to be like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, dot the I, fucking cross the T. Like you have to literally chew up the thought and spit it in their face because sometimes they don't fucking get it and I would literally break it down and be like how would you feel if I had guys taking me out on dates to get this gratification that same instant gratification you get from seeing a girl half naked on your Instagram is the same instant gratification I would get from getting guys hitting on me and if he feels if he seems unaffected by that then it's like okay well then maybe I do need to go and get other guys to 
give me compliments and take me out on dates since you don't fucking care and you're so unaffected dump his ass leave him bye and on to the next one if you are on to the next one if you do dump him i would let that be a boundary for the next relationship and i would let that let them know like hey you know part of respecting me or being loyal to me would be like not liking provocative pictures or whatever your boundary is i would just lay that out next time with the next person um you need to decide if you're okay with it or not and then go from there stand your ground okay decide if liking pics is a deal breaker because obviously he doesn't respect you enough to listen you should never beg a man to hear you i promise you can find another one who will trust snaps for you girl that is literally true next question the guy i'm seeing is muslim and i'm christian and i want to be with him but i'm unsure because of religion so here's the thing is that at the end of the day a lot of us believe very similar things they're not exactly they're not exactly identical but at the end of the day we're a lot of us believe in a higher power a lot of us believe actually very similar beliefs about how it all came to be don't get caught up in the details don't let someone go because of the little details like okay they're calling god allah and i'm calling god christ or whatever it is before you move forward though i would lay out some boundaries of potential future problems i think with religion a big problem that comes into play is like if we have kids what religion are they going to do are they going to go to church on sunday or are they going to go to mosque like all these little things are they going to wear a rosary or are they gonna like wear hide their hair are they gonna have to wear um uh hijab these things you need to figure out before you have kids or before you unite your family um and set the boundaries i don't think there's anything wrong with either being christian or being muslim that's your belief and your relationship with god is one-on-one right as long as they're not making you change religions if you want to change religions for someone let that be your decision but don't have someone else force you but it doesn't seem like he's forceful it seems like you're just maybe scared and one thing like if you guys listen to another podcast episode my mom made me break up with a boyfriend because we weren't equally yoked at the time her belief of not being equally yoked was you guys are not the same religion in my opinion equally yoked means you're not equally dedicated to god whatever god that is so if you guys are both part of clubs and going to church and reading the the scripture whatever scripture that is then you are equally yoked he can be muslim and you can be christian but y'all are equally yoked at that point you know what i'm saying or if both of you just call yourself this religion and you don't really interact with god much you guys are equally yoked so i would make sure that you guys are on the same page of commitment with god and talk about the future and what that future would look like with two different religions in one household this cherub said i'm christian and my man is muslim it's individual to the relationship of course because but it's doable literally i just said that you both just have to be on the same page to not force beliefs on each other but listen and understand each other's pov and acknowledge that they are not different faith and love is greater than religion amen she really took us to church there no pun intended it depends on the guy and his family my fiance and his family are from lebanon where the country is both muslim and christian they have a family who are christian so that they 
they have family who are Christian, so they are really open-minded about the relationship, but don't pressure me to convert. However, I do respect their culture and religion. They do something called a marriage contract, not legal unless you get the marriage license at the court. It's just for a commitment to be married since they do, since they don't do engagements or anything. Oh, they don't do engagements or dating. I know with more traditional, they don't date or take you serious if you're not Muslim, but from where they are, my fiance and his family don't really care about that. They just cared about how I handle myself and how I treat him. They ended up loving me and welcoming me into their family. It ultimately depends on the man though, because if he really wants, I didn't screenshot the rest, but mm, okay. That's great. I love that your your fiance's family is super open-minded. I don't like how you put it on just the man, though. I think it should be both of your decisions. Although, I get where you're coming from. Like, usually, you're going to leave it up to the more strict religion to decide if it's okay or not. Like, if you're more open-minded and someone's closed-minded, obviously, the closed-minded person is going to shut the door there. So, I get what you're saying. All right. Trust and communication in marriage. Um... I'm not going to lie to you. I have a really difficult time trusting because I come from such a fucked up background. If you have trust issues in a marriage, a lot of people say like you can't marry someone you don't trust, but it's not about the person. It's about me. Like I'm just an untrusting person of people. I always second guess everybody um, from the fucking mailman to the neighbor. Like I when I'm just paranoid, uh, but I think having open communication about not trusting and then hopefully finding a trustworthy person that proves you wrong. And then over time, I think you'll build that trust because they've proven to be trustworthy. Duh, that's how it works. And as far as communication, it's one of those things where like you got to do it, whether you're scared to communicate, anxious to communicate, angry, sad, to communicate whatever you just have to do it you have to communicate whatever's on your mind and you will learn as you go obviously sometimes you're going to communicate angry or you're going to communicate sad or you're going to communicate from a place of of like woundedness or um, insecurity there's a lot of things that humans do that are fucking toxic but I think it's okay to communicate and then as you're communicating expecting and hoping that the other person is equally as communicative with you and they let you know like hey I don't like the way you just said that or that's not okay or that's a fallacy or that's you know a false belief that you have or whatever you know and I think it's just all about that back and forth and educating yourself on healthy ways to communicate is really good because there's only so much learning you can do from doing a back and forth you know what I'm saying so podcasts books literally just google marriage podcast marriage books and you'll find a plethora how to deal with mysterious people girl do not ask me I'm a Gemini there's nothing mysterious about me okay I say everything that's on the top of my mind. If I come into contact with someone who's mysterious, I am still like open as fuck. I will say my husband, who is a Scorpio moon, uh, was really quote unquote mysterious. And I was like quiet and I let him talk and he just opened up to me. Um, so that's one way of working around it. Another way is um, yapping their ear off and then they're like oh this person likes to share but sometimes that cringes people out who's mysterious so girl I don't know nobody give you advice I can't give you advice that's a tough one I'm sorry so those are all the questions 
For this week, I'm going to save the last one for next week. Uh, the next episode is actually going to be about New Year's goals and looking back on what I've learned this year. So stay tuned to get a little bit of New Year's motivation, but I wish you guys a happy holiday, happy Thanksgiving, and National Indigenous Day, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, your birthday, New Year's. I celebrate every day. Happy Monday. You know, anyways, um, if you want to participate in Ask Your Angels for the next season, make sure to follow me on my Instagram. Follow me on every social media, of course. And remember, you are never alone when you're a part of the Cherub Club. I love you. Bye.